Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your host. I'm Steven. And Kyle. And we are headed back into our Thursday listener experience of the week, I guess now. Yeah. Of the week. So uh, getting some positive feedback from this. So we're just going to keep it running. If first I got to get through the deets, you know how it is getting through all the business. Check us out at all social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Reddit, Discord, search up Hollow Sky Podcast. Come and be part of the Hollow Cult. If you have a paranormal experience you would like to share for a future listener experience episode, Kyle's got some details for you. You can write your story out. Shoot it over the email, which is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. You can also record yourself, shoot it to the email, uh, send text messages, messages over the socials, all types of stuff. Basically, any way that you can get us a story, shoot it over, and we will use it eventually on the new listener experience segment. So please do that. If you'd like to support the show, there's plenty of ways you can do it. Uh, I know you all hear it on the regular show, but we got to plug it. Uh, we got a Patreon. You know how that works. We've got a website. We're going to be refreshing and freshening up all of the goodies and merch we have over there. Uh, share the show, word of mouth. That's the best thing you can do. We have a Venmo, and you can leave us a five-star rating and review, which we will go over on the normal show. So, that being said... For our listener experience of the week on this fine Thursday to help you break up the monotony of the week, it comes to us from our friend Jordan. Jordan says, listener experience, UFO abduction halted by divine help. This should be awesome. It says, hey, brothers in weirdness. So as you remember from the interview, me about my lifetime of paranormal high strangeness a while ago, I think it's time to write in about my two UFO experiences. I feel more people need to hear the story, especially with all the recent push for information about the topic. UFO experience number one. Born in 1985, growing up in the 90s was really the last era where all outside weekend fun, I think, was had. We moved from New York to Virginia when I was nine, and my brother and I met the neighborhood kids. We would have all sorts of adventures on the weekends, including staying at friends' houses until Sunday night and then coming home. It was a magical childhood, and as I tell people now, our group, for whatever reason, had dozens of paranormal encounters over the years. It was like we were attuned to the weird and otherworldly, but it all started one random Friday evening when I was 11. We were all on our new mongoose bikes, complete with pegs on the back tire. We were all standing around talking shit to each other, me, my little brother, my best friend Mark, and his older and younger brother, around 9 p.m. A dark night where the moon was hiding behind a cloudy sky when something above us caught our attention. I will never forget get how the clouds began to illuminate as we all stared with our mouths agape. A feeling of unease began to take root inside me as an oval craft with four lights absolutely silently, slowly crawled from behind the clouds. It sat floating in the sky about 200 feet above us. Fight or flight response kicked in as primal, primal fear told me that if I don't get away from this thing, something horrible awaited me. We scattered like cockroaches as I jumped on the pegs of my friend's bike. I lived around the bend, so we shot off toward my home. The rest of the group pedaled towards the closer house where my friend lived. We instinctively went with a divide-and-conquer strategy. The craft silently followed me and my friend as I looked over my shoulder, tracking its movements. My friend kept trying, 
uh, to as well until I finally yelled at him to focus on the path forward or we are going to crash. Just as we approached my house, the craft shot forward and hovered above the court my house was in. Realizing we couldn't go any further or else, we spun the bike around and headed back toward my friend's house. I remember staring back over my shoulder every two seconds, checking where it was, and then to the road ahead. I gripped my friend's shoulder as the fear of what I can only think of now as a predator was stalking us. We made it with an eyeshot of his house and leaped off the bike to run up the hill that his home sat on top of. This event instilled the primal fear in me of these alien beings, but also a curiosity about the phenomena. Finding a meteor the size of an adult man a week later uh, in the lake by our house solidified that something actually happened. I'm sure watching X-Files and Fire in the Sky didn't help me ease these fears. The fear stayed with me until I reached 35 years old when I had my second UFO experience. UFO experience 2. This one happened a few years ago. Now after I did pass a few years ago now after I did pass life regression. I'm a very light sleeper. We're talking dog walking around too much at night will wake me up. I usually fall asleep fast. But if woken up takes if woken up takes a while to get back to sleep. After dozens of other paranormal events at this point in my life, I still check for shadow persons standing in the doorway when I wake up in the middle of the night. Yes, I've seen them before, and it is terrible. This time I woke up to see a blue light coming from my second story bedroom window. It was illuminating the entire room. And once again, primal fear returned after realizing I could not move and I was frozen in place. I looked around the room with only my eyes as a pull began to rip my soul astral form from my body. I could feel it being dragged out of me toward the window and my mind raced with fear and terror. To fully imagine this part, you'll need to reconcile an astral form soul from what we have. Essentially, it is like our body, but just a spiritual form or shape of our soul. I realized that the top half of my body was already out, and it was like sitting up in the bed. My legs were still locked in place, although now I could move around my head and look around. I began to panic as the pull was still happening. I looked at my sleeping wife and dog between us. Both of them were in a deep slumber. I reached out my hand and tried to grab a hold of her to stop me from being pulled, but it didn't work due to my hand being non-physical at this point. I looked back at my physical body and it was still asleep. This is when it clicked or this is when it clicked for me that my soul is being ripped out and that if I allow myself to be pulled through the window, I will be subjected to the horrific events that happened to abductees. My mind raced for solutions and I recalled a story I've read where a person stopped an abduction by praying. Being a writer, I have an extremely visual mind, and I began, I began praying to Jesus and his archangels, led by Michael, to appear and stop this from happening. I imagined seeing an army of angelic warriors wrapped in gold armor with large blades made of white steel and fire in my bedroom. I cried out, Jesus, Michael, and your legions, save me from this. As soon as I did, the light vanished, and I was back on my body. I sat up physically this time, looked around the room, shocked and dumbfounded as what, is trans what had transpired. I stayed up the remainder of the night trying to process what just happened. The next morning, I took a shower. While the water was running over me, I reached out to my spirit guide, my spirit guide Samil. I gained this ability after doing a past life regression where he guided me on my journey back, to 2020, back in 2020. I asked him in my mind what happened last night, and the response I was given still shocks me to this day. I hear him in my mind say, Quote, they were not here specifically for you. 
They were in the area and saw a bright light in the darkness and wanted to see what it was. Your soul was bright, which piqued their interest. Never fear them again. They were warned to never bother you or your family again. You are protected. As you, as you brothers of mine and strange know, I have many other events in my life, but these two stand out as some of the most profound. I'd like to end this with a review that I keep trying to post on Apple, but it won't let me. This is our friend Jordan's review. He says, these two feel like brothers and lifelong friends after I met them during our interview. They never once made me feel judged or weird for having so many paranormal events, and their questions and conversation with me about them connected so many more dots than ever about what I'd experienced. Having a space to share these stories is so important, not only to the community, but to the world. As a species, we must talk about these weird events to better understand them and come to terms that reality is a lot stranger than fiction. Love y'all and stay weird. Jordan, my friend, our friend, thank you so much for coming back in and relaying these UFO incidents. Um, we will start with the first one when you were young. Uh, again, excellent, vivid description of what went down. I can't imagine the fear of trying to outrun a UFO and then it being like in front of you over your house when you get there. Terrible. Yeah. I, I second that notion. It'd be, it's almost like it either knew where you were going or was tapping into your consciousness feed no, like, and figured out where you were going, so it got ahead of you. And then just the visual of it following you is terrifying enough, and especially when you're just on a sweet ass mongoose. <laughs> I know that's what I'd say. That's like, all you have is a getaway. I was like, damn, bro, had a mongoose growing up. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'll have to ask, as I always do, was there any period of missing time that you can remember from that night? Uh, I know it sucks to try to recount that, but. Um, especially with it being so attentive to you and your friend, you, you can't dis like disclude that. I don't even know if that's a word disclude, uh, exclude that you may have been part of something that you didn't want to be part of. Uh, moving on to the next experience, this one, I'm trying to remember where we had talked about um, ab alien abduction being on a more metaphysical, spiritual realm. I, we've heard it before. There may have been another listener experience where it was like someone's soul and life force being pulled from their body by whatever these are. So essentially, they're, uh, like, it's almost like abducting our consciousness, leaving our bodies there but abducting us in that way, which makes it makes the phenomena all the more terrifying, really. I think if, if that was the case, because it is, I agree, fucking crazy terrifying. And honestly, that could be happening with every single UFO abduction, minus if the body is actually not present, you know, but find proof of those ones. Anyways, it would almost suggest two outcomes for me. These things are interdimensional because I feel like that's that would be a way to cross dimensions 
and still be able to pull you to them. Or it leads credence or and leads credence to the claims that the soul is a power source, something that they can actually harvest at that point. Which sucks. Fuck yeah, it does. I'm not down with that. You're hearing so much now, um, especially in the camps like Tom DeLonge and stuff, that consciousness plays such a huge part in the phenomenon, specifically the UFO phenomenon, but the phenomenon as a whole. So you hear stories that these entities are interested in humans because they do have a consciousness. They do have a soul. And this is something very unique to life in the universe. That's why us, just a bunch of primates that learn how to turn rocks into tools, are still being studied by life forms that are have progressed so far ahead of us. It, I don't well, know. It's it what you're saying. It, he states that his soul was bright that night. That's why they paid him a visit. Yep. Which is kind of like, it's kind of crazy to think about that they would have a, the ability to almost have like a, a map of souls that they can see which consciousness is bright, which soul is bright. And then they're like, well, let's go check it out. Oh, yeah, that'd be because nuts. this dude's burning bright tonight. Let's go, let's go find out why. That would be nuts. And it's also kind of weird because JJ has referenced me as being bright. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Hmm. Hmm. So it does make you, <clears throat> make you wonder. And then you have the other layer of, calling on uh, Jesus and archangels as protection that wards these off, which uh, on the surface gives it a, uh, a religious overtone that, that, I don't know, man. It's like that these entities are aware of our religions and how we hold them or on the flip side of that, I'm probably going to catch heat for saying this, but on the flip side of that, could these entities that we hold in reverence as being, uh, Jesus, powerful archangels, deities, could they be super powerful interdimensional entities not necessarily a god and how we see god but just just excessively powerful intergalactic interdimensional beings where when they're called upon these say lower level entities are like oh shit like how do they know about these right if that makes sense yeah i mean the scientists over the petri dish You know, the scientist is, has a controlled experiment. Some foreign object tries to interject itself into the experiment, and you're like, yeah. What a wake-up call that would be if these, if these, I'll call them lower levels, are, are interested in us. They're still light years ahead of us in technology and everything else. They're coming in to just see, 
see what these little hairless primates are doing down here. His soul light's shining bright tonight. Let's go see. And then once they get there, out of nowhere, this this irreverent being that we that they shouldn't even you know pay attention to starts calling out on the names of these superior supreme beings. They got to be like, oh damn, oh damn, how did they? How did they figure that out? Or scarier metaphor, I thought, and you want to talk about catching heat, let's catch some heat here. Um, We do. So, arguably, my, my thought here is true. However, it's the vision behind it. So... Aliens talk about, well, we've heard that the soul is a power source, right? Now, you mentioned God being a multidimensional being. What if, and this doesn't mean, it doesn't mean necessarily mean a negative thing, so people don't get your panties in a bunch. We're just spitballing here, folks. Yeah. But what if... Essentially, for lack of better description here, we are somebody else's soul farm. And then you have these gnats at a barbecue that are trying to come in and skis once in a while. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, keep your hand out of my cookie jar. There you go. There you go. That sucks. I mean, the ramifications of that are so fucked. But it could be plausible. Yeah. Yeah. I never I never thought about it. But it's like every And it doesn't necessarily mean that that's a bad thing either. Because we don't know that end game for where we go and what happens. People find solace and comfort in the idea that there's something greater than us watching out for us. Mm-hmm. Keeping us Safe, if you will. The ramifications of that thing keeping us safe because it's using us for for its own nefarious uh, nefarious ways. Well, it, doesn't have, it doesn't even have to be nefarious. The fact that it would it's you it's consuming said soul. Yeah, the energy from because it could it could essentially be a greenhouse. Uh, uh, you know, growing plants where, because you you've heard about souls being recycled, and you've heard from ETs having the ability to harvest souls, take the energy from souls, and then put them back in the chamber and reload, kind of like you would like taking seeds from a plant, planting it again, and it grows again and produces again. The the point, you know, at the end of the day. You could look at it like as we're we're a planet that's spoken for, essentially, in a roundabout way. Even though we have the interjection of the devil, who can also claim or attempt to whatever. I don't know. It is it's a shitty way to uh, kind of observe uh, view that, but I mean. There are people that say the moon is a giant soul harvesting 
true. device, you know? So it's, I don't know. It, it leads credence to that. Like we've heard in many other cases that the soul has something special to it or the consciousness or whatever, however you want to describe that aspect of us. Yeah. And it's, there's something there. It's that we, the fact that we don't know, like we don't know. Yeah. Any, any of these could be as plausible as the next. Right. And I hope that it, none of it's nefarious because I'm not trying to go somewhere shitty when I die. Just be, I'm you probably trying to go somewhere cool where I can drive yambos. You just, as have, my daughter your, says. You just have your soul recycled. They'll just plant you again. You imagine being in a, in a perpetual cycle of working a shitty job. No, man. That's what like, I was bro, just thinking. Just eat me. Just eat me at this point. That's what I was just thinking. Like, I'm not. Under the right circumstances, you could recycle me. Yeah, I get to choose. I get to choose what I come back as. I mean, I at least want, like, my family back. Yeah, at least make it worth If you I had to I mean? come back and work work my same shitty job. At yeah, least if I had to work a job shittier or equally as shitty as the one that I have now, <laughs> then I'm good. Yeah, I'm just, good. I'm just not. consume my soul at this point. Yeah, I'm not. It's time, like, I've earned, I feel like I've earned my 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 spot. <laughs> I ain't asking to be a millionaire either. I'm just asking for something a little bit cooler. Oh, yeah. But thanks again, Jordan, for sending us uh, sending us your experiences. It definitely got our wheels a turning. <laughs> to say the least. Um, I'm curious to hear what the rest of the Hollow Cult have to say on um, your experiences and our thoughts on them. Also, real quick before we close this out Jordan when so after you had this encounter and then you had Michael the legions and God come protect you have you ever been bothered since good question because that the, in your whatever you had there said you were protected and they will they will not be back yeah spirit guide yes yes spirit guide there you go have you been bothered since? Good question. Good question. Um, I know he's a regular listener to the show, so he'll probably shoot us back probably same day or week to this drive. Yeah. So we will follow up for sure. Again, thanks so much for taking the time to submit your experience and let us share it with the world and kind of go over it with our own little set of magnifying glasses here. Um, yeah. So that wraps up our listener experience number two on this fine Thursday. Uh, again, if you have one you'd like to be featured, uh, go back to the beginning of the episode and listen to the details Kyle gave you. That being said, check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, search up the Hollow Sky podcast find us there join the holocult until we meet again stay safe stay weird and always touch with your spirit guide before your next abduction you know get the info get the info you need <laughs>